All right, so Spike Lee is boycotting Prada and Gucci because he says that he's tired of their coonery and their buffoonery. How do you feel about that? It all started when Gucci released a, I guess it's a, it's like a turtleneck sweater. It's a, a baklava knit sweater that comes up to the nose and then there's a mouth opening and around the mouth is the shape of the red lips which is very reminiscent of Sambo and Sambo as you know as you should know especially because it's Black History Month it's really really interesting that uh, this would come out during Black History Month has a very very racist um, connotation nothing good about it at all the blackface has been widely known like it's like universally known to be a very racist form of expression as long with the news or um other things as well so i know that for instance myself and my experience of blackface and being offended i'll never forget being in college and being in english literature class which i love english english was always my favorite uh subject because i love books but long story short we had finished reading shakespeare's othello one of my favorite plays and you know othello in the play is othello the moor which is always played by a black male character now this is a matter how what version of Othello you watch, including O. I don't know if you know the movie O with uh, Mackay Pfeiffer uh, playing it, and then a girl from I think Save the Last Dance. But he is a black character in an all white school. All that is done on purpose. And it, since it's Black History Month, I'll just let you know. Notice that they said Othello the Moor is a black man, meaning the Moors were black people. Moving on, we read the play, and the teacher usually follows like a book with a movie. So she finds us a movie. And it's a black and white movie. And here it is. It's Othello. And here comes Othello. In comes the scene with Othello. And Othello walks in. And Othello is played by a white man in black face. I mean, it's blatant. It's obvious. And it's just there. And so I'll never forget that I was taken aback. Right. Like I never personally seen blackface in person, but the fact that that was being presented to me in front of my face on film was extremely distracting from the role of Othello, what Othello was saying. You understand what I mean? Like all I could do was focus on that. And so I couldn't help but to look around the room because I know one. Uh, first of all, I'm at St. John's University. It's black people there, but it's kind of, you know, it's, it's diversified. But the black people, and especially in your classes, are sprinkled to see what my other brothers and sisters and minorities, especially Hispanics, like, what is my people thinking? And I'm looking around, and, yo, people's looking back around at me, including white students. It wasn't not one student that wasn't shifting in their seat and kind of, like, looking like, hello, first of all, there's other versions of Othello, miss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dead asses, other versions of O, including O, the modern day version. And so, I remember she did make a comment and said that the blackface 
character at that time was because they were unable to find black characters that were able to get the old English language down packed, that Shakespearean language. And so because they couldn't find actors, or in my opinion, because they probably just didn't want to give actors no major role at that time, especially in something like that, they just did the blackface. And the most insulting thing about it is by the eyes, you could always see the white around the eyes. It's never covered up all the way. So there's always parts of the white that always hang out. The mouth is extremely overdrawn. And then, of course, all this European hair is sticking out and the hands is still white. It was very odd and very just like, I don't know why she did it. But at the end of the day, that's what was her explanation. <clears throat> well, I know for a fact that there's a version of, um, I think it's mm, much to do about nothing is the name of the is the sh- name of the Shakespearean play that they turned into a movie. And Lawrence Fishburne, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus, his ass is in it, and he plays a character, and he plays and he talks his Shakespeare language just fine. So anyway, going back to this blackface situation, that's the reason why he is um, says that he's absolutely done with it. So Prada comes out with this shirt. They say that they took it down and they've actually, um, I mean, excuse me, this is um, Gucci. Gucci with the back of a jumper. They said that it's been pulled from the stores. It's a jumper. It's not a shirt, you know. And Spike says that he ain't buying nothing from him until... They take it down, and he's just done with them for good. So for Prada, as we all know, high-end, another high-end company, there was a Manhattan shop here in New York City that put a purse in the window that had a Sambo figurine attached to it. You know how purses always usually have little charms and things attached to it? Uh, clearly Sambo. I mean, if you look at it, clearly with the big red lips. And it just makes you wonder who's designing these bags and and them being in in the know of fashion because fashion transcends against across time which means that you have to know you have to know um you have to be very much in the know of pop culture you know you have to be very much in the know of trends you have to be very much in your know of times there's no way that somebody didn't catch on to this (laughs) you know before that it happened so is this the first time though is this the first time that this has happened as far as like companies or designers saying or doing racist things so let us I don't know to pretty much send a a message that slow key subliminally that maybe they're not all the way pro-black or pro-minority but in this case this is just straight racial attacks towards black people so I wanted to remind you all that Spike Lee is major in the black community in my opinion that's my uncle spike you know what i'm saying he got that respect for me that's uncle spike uncle spike have been creating movies for us dialogue for us have been a voice for us have um for decades to the community specifically trying to to raise awareness about conscious issues that we as a people suffer from that till this day, we still can't get right. The man has, I want to say, almost damn near dedicated his life <coughs> to doing what he loved. You know, he, he, he turned his, his passion and he made, found a way to make profit out of his passion, but at the same time to use it to spread a message, not to just sit here and do 
um, coonery or buffoonery. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I want to remind everybody of all the wonderful movies that he uh, directed and gave to us, you know, because the man ain't crazy. You know, you have to do the right thing. Uh, Malcolm X. We already know uh, she's got to have it. School days. Chirac. Jungle Fever. He got game. Crooklyn. Mo Better Blues. And there's a lot of movies that he he produced that he didn't necessarily direct, but he produced. His name is on a lot of movies. Girl 6. She Hate Me. <clears throat> Love and Basketball produced by him. The Best Man produced. The original Kings of Comedy. Red Hook Summer. A lot of things. And so, New Jersey Drive, everybody's famous. Child, when everybody found out what the hell was going on, when he woke us up to what the hell was going on in New Jersey, I said, Child, you know what's funny about New Jersey Drive? New Jersey Drive was shot in New York. New Jersey Drive, I believe, was shot in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> like the project buildings or whatever, like the scenes. But what was going on as far as how real it is, it's just like people that I know. My people is like from Newark. I ain't talked to them in a minute, but the people in Newark don't have no idea how about Newark is. Everybody else outside of Newark, it, it seems like the hood hoods, they seem to know that they that they, they, they the hood. But it seems like nobody seems to know just how bad they is. They be, I be like, nigga, y'all make the top motherfucking, it'd be like top 20, top 50, or top 100 dangerous cities every year distributed. I don't know how they missed this list. <laughs> These niggas be in the top like 10. New York City is not even nowhere near as high as Newark. And they have no idea. I'm like, you tell people like you're going to Newark. They'll be like, you mean, you mean you're going to drive through Newark? I'm like, no, nigga, I'm going to Newark. Like, I got people going to check. This was like years ago when I was working at the airport. They'd be like, nobody goes to Newark. And I have my manager. She said, she said, Newark. I'll be what's house by the way. She said, listen, first of all, her father. There's Jamaica the same. Her father does very well, right? He had a, a Porsche, a Porsche Cayenne. They got in the Porsche. They went to visit family in Jersey. They stopped at a store in Newark, and the car was off and everything. They came back out dead ass. The car was gone. Somebody stole it that fast. They in shock. Like she just that's her that that's her memory. Long story short, <clears throat> New Jersey Drive. <laughs> you know. And there was a movie. There was a movie that I wanted to talk about that he um, made. I believe it was called Bamboozled. Now this movie is very interesting because if you watch it, it was about um, a show that ended up being produced that ended up having black people come out in blackface. And while there was a writer behind the scenes who was against it, once the show started climbing to success, even the even the actors who were hired to do it, once they found out what their position was to be black characters in blackface, they was extremely, I guess you could say scared or iffy about it, you know, concerned about what people are going to say and also the message because they're black as well. But once it took off... They all sold out. The actors sold out. Um, even the one person who was against it, the writer in the back, who was like, how can y'all um, approve and, and, and green like this show? He was with it. And then it wasn't until um, after a while when they started to see that people would come to see the show in blackface. It was this whole big deal about blackface. And then eventually the actors quit. But then when the actors quit, uh, one of them got kidnapped and killed. It's this whole big racial 
uh, theme where eventually the black Negroes who were in blackface would represent house Negroes today. I mean, field ne house Negroes, yeah, house Negroes today who pretty much for money know that a lot of the things that they do, the satire that they put on TV and the things that they do and the cooning around and the stuff that they do is not doing anything to help their community. It's really bringing them down. It's not doing anything to educate them, but they're still going to shuck and jive for us. This is one of the main reasons why Dave Chappelle left and didn't take that check. If you ask him, he'll tell you. And, and when I look at Dave Chappelle's show now, because they do rerun it from time to time, what I get from it now compared to what I got from it as a child is something completely different. When I was in high school watching the Dave Chappelle show, I was extremely tickled, entertained, and, you know, just damn near rolling over and laughter, dying with laughter. Nowadays, when I watch the Dave Chappelle show, it is extremely ignorant. Like, some scenes are still funny, but a lot of it is straight coonery, man, and buffoonery, and it was really degrading to the black race. Like, I see what he meant now. Because by the time he said that, the show was off, and we wasn't, I wasn't really watching like that or paying attention. I hadn't watched it in years, but one day I sat there, it was a whole marathon, and I said, look at this shit. For instance, there was a skit where he had to play a blind KKK member who was, a, who was black. He's a black, blind KKK member who was adopted as a baby by white KKK members. And he has no idea that he's black. So he's raised as a, a, a KKK member who has no idea that he's black and he's blind. So every time he would come out, you know, I don't know if you remember that, that, that episode of that skit. Every time he would come out to, at the meetings and preach the white power stuff, they would put him in the, um, the hood and the robe and make sure he was covered up. And he became the greatest uh, leader or poster boy or face for the movement. And so the documentary in the skit, it was a documentary being done as to why is y'all letting this black man carry on like this? Um, and this is terrible. He don't even know he black. You know what I'm saying? He's spreading self-hate. Um, <clears throat> you all lying to him. And also the people have no idea that the man that they love so much is a black man. And then he said, and then they said, just tell him the truth. And they said, well, we ain't going to tell him the truth because if we tell him the truth, he's just going to shoot himself. And then we're going to, and it's going to be a loss to the movement. Who the fuck promotes that? Even if, if it's for a check. You know what I'm saying? You can laugh if you want to, but the shit really wasn't funny. And then at the end of the day, he finds out that he's really a black man. And um, when they did the update, the documentary, you know, stupid, it's satire, it's a skip, but the documentary guy said he did an update and he found out that um, Dave Chappelle's character was no longer married to his wife. He ended up divorcing his wife. And he said, and when I asked him, why did you divorce your wife? They said uh, Dave Chappelle's character response was, it's because she was a nigger lover. You can't promote shit like that on TV and be our color. I mean, it's, it's sound, that's, you, what the fuck was we thinking as a people? So when I think about it, I'm like, that was a real thing to do. Because at some point you got to stand up for something or you're going to lay down for everything. Brands is nice. But I feel like, you know, fashion is one thing. 
Project Runaway ain't teach y'all asses yet that you could go sit there and take a bunch of trash off the street and if you just know what the hell you're doing or you could go down the mood and get a bunch of damn fabric and if you just know what you're doing with a good thread and needle and you could sew that shit together and make that shit couture, you could sell that shit for a thousand dollars, you could be the next designer of this world. It have nothing to do with uh, a name brand. Fashion ain't never ever start with a brand name or anything like that, you know? And the funny thing about it and the truth of the matter before I push on to my next point and examples of other racisms and um, by fashion designers or or, or um, brands is that none of them make this stuff for us. And they all say that. You know what I'm saying? Like when they make all this stuff, all the, all people who bust themselves, bust their ass, <laughs> you know, use, the, use their rent money or take all their tax check or whatever. You know how people like to get their purses or whatever bitches do to get their money. It doesn't matter. Some of us classes of people is killing ourselves or doing way too much to go make sure we keeping up with the trend of this bag. Where these people, when they drop money on this bag, it's nothing. To drop 12, I mean, you know, 1200 or 3000 on a bag to them is literally like paying $35.50 for a bag. Whereas when we're doing the business, busting the bank and breaking the bank and all that shit, and um, then trying to keep up or, or trade it in <laughs> or sell it again. Look, I done seen all the tricks. You know what I'm saying? To try to keep up with trends and styles. Only to find out later they don't give a fuck about you. It's just like Timberland, that tree. Everybody knows that's a that's a um that's a lynching tree. It's not just a tree. There's a difference between a tree and a lynching tree. Look up look at look up lynching tree and they'll tell you the difference why. The lynching tree branches out a little bit different so much so you can hang stuff on it. As opposed to a regular tree that have, uh, you look at the trees around you. They're they not just long and branched out with arms. Maybe where you live at, not by me. Mine's a more shrubbery. They have mad leaves on them. Mad skinny, thin little branches. That's not what you, you can't hang a body on that. It's too weak. It's going to drop. You need one of them strong wooden ass trees that look like arms is reaching out. And that's what that tree is on that boot. Okay. Then you got, um. Tommy Hilfiger, who was rumored to have said, they all deny these things, but it was said that he said that uh, if he knew that black people was going to wear his clothes, that he wouldn't have made them so nice. You know, I mean, now, if you like brands like that and then they say stuff like that, it starts to make you feel away. It's just like when Dog the Bounty Hunter, I used to love Dog. I used to like love his family. I used to like his styles. The criminal justice major, I used to watch him a lot in college. It was just on time as far as just watching from the um, Bill Bosman's point of view and all that. And then I found out that he, I think I shared this in the episode, his son Tucker, the one that he had all those problems with, with the drug issues that he um, lost touch with, and the family was missing so much, he found out that he was dating a black girl, and he refused to see his son until he got rid of the girl, and the son had submitted to the media voicemails of his father, because his father was trying to make it seem like I'm reaching out to Tucker, and he's not reaching out to me back. You know, like, like oh, I'm doing what I can, but he doesn't want to talk to me, and then the son had enough and said, listen, this is the guy that y'all love so much that y'all think is such a family man. This is and that he's such a um, loving guy, you know, not racist and all of this. But listen to this. And he's on a voicemail saying, oh, every kind he calls a girl, every kind of nigga that to that black blah, 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 and, 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 and. And I was horrified. I mean, as a brand, you lost me. You know what I'm saying? So at some point, it's just like, I mean, you could fuck you could figure a person all you want to. But at the end of the day, um, that's what's in your heart. So now there was a for- former Versace employee that sued them because it accused the company of discrimination because it had a secret code 
or they used a secret code to alert staff and security when a black shopper was in the store. So according to this former employee, and I think they worked in the San Francisco Bay Area in 2016 in September, okay? They said that they used the code D410 to communicate when a black shopper is in the store. You know, the code is also the brand's label for um, a black shirt, Okay, so D410, even if you didn't want to say that, it wasn't true. That's also the name of Blackshire, plus the person works there. I personally have walked into stores, and I don't walk in unless I'm buying. Because I already know the treatment that they're going to give me. But I always make sure that when I go in, I'm making sure that I buy and did the tax and everything. I got extra even if I need, because I love to make them feel crunchy. Yeah, when and when and when and when I can. When I can, I do. You know what I'm saying? And it's not breaking the bank, I do. And they just kind of like oh so you're not yeah and i make sure it ain't tax time and all that shit so they don't be like yeah because you got no it ain't none of that shit it's hard earned work <laughs> haven't done it in a long time you know what i'm saying i don't believe in doing that all the time and again i've, I've actually boycotted a lot of brands <clears throat> now there was another story um i think bond number nine they were accused of using cold language, too, when black, black customers entered the store. They would say, um, we need the light bulbs change to cue them to be high alert. You know, you can't assume that I'm not saying, listen, anybody, you know, all walks of life can still, too. There's people who have money and they shoplift. Look at what Nona Rada asked when she was running. It's lawyers that be shoplifting at the Walgreens and stuff. I don't know. Some people just feel entitled to things and some people just have um, compulsions and some people like to test limits. And I don't know. Some people like to feel like they're going to get away with stuff. It ain't always got to be a black people thing. You know, Tommy Hilfiger all said that it's false. Um, Michael Kors, you know, that that's that's the other one. He was the one that came out and said he just straight up said um that he was tired of pretending that he likes blacks. Supposedly, he says this isn't true, but, you know, I'm tired of pretending I like blacks. Uh, just for the sake of a sale, I have to deal with women like Nicki Minaj, you know, something like that, that, that he'd rather not. And hold on, let me see. I have the quote here. Let me see if I can find it. I'm tired of pretending I like blacks. Just for the sake of a sale, I have to deal with women like Nicki Minaj. After, I think, I don't think so. After all my fans made me money, it's only fair I be honest and let them know how I really feel. I can't stomach the thought of my Michael Kors purses being stuffed with synthetic hair, weave, or whatever else my fans are into. And I'm just being honest with you. Listen, at the end of the day, no matter what anybody is selling promoting writing drawing blah 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 right everybody has to have a target audience you know you you always gonna have to have a target audience in mind okay and when you're designing something i'm sure you have a certain woman in mind and you know who those women they have in mind usually are, they're usually reminiscent, very reminiscent of the type of girls that's walking down the runway. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be how real thin those models are, so much as it is the kind of lifestyles that they're projecting when they're coming down the runway. And those lifestyles ain't um, boom quisha from around the way, okay? Dumb, 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 dumb looks don't scream Lucky's Beauty Supply Store. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm not trying to play nobody. <laughs> I'm just simply saying, you know, his dream. Now I can see what he's saying about maybe he didn't see that. He he still called them fans. Okay, he still he still he still appreciates Bumquisha and them. Thanks, man. Thank you, Bumquisha. Please keep supporting. But he still say, I gotta keep real. I gotta keep real with you, girl. You know, them bundles, I ain't designed a bag for bundles, though. Like, bundles don't go in the Michael Cubs. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure if Louis Vuitton was, they probably say the same thing about the Neverfuls. But listen, that's another story. That's not, that's not for me. I'm just saying, even me as a person who I first my core brands, um, whether I stuff my, which I'm natural, I've been, I have not had a perm in my hair since July 4th. 3rd 2010 okay that's just a fact so there's no bundle in well no i haven't had a perm but i did have weaves that i think my last weave i'll be honest was in 2014 so this year will be the fifth year but i haven't stuffed a bundle of thing anywhere you know in a long time but the long story short is whether i still do it or not it's offensive to say something like that about people who support you with what they're doing with your bag, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I mean, but then it's like, do they have a right to say that? Yeah, mm, no, I don't know. Maybe they do have a right to say it, but I feel like it still targets a certain group of people or a race of people, and that's black people. So I support Uncle Spike because brands don't really make anything. I mean, most women should know by now. I think after a while, women grew out of name. It's like it's like Lou, Lou, Christian Louis Vuitton coming out and saying, you know, when I designed heels, I didn't design them for, you know, the local hood stripper at the club to be twerking in while she's getting rained on with dollar bills. No disrespect to anybody, but if if the, but if she hustled up enough money to be able to get her a pair of Christian, you know, a, a Louis Vuitton's, you know what I'm saying? And she happening, you know what I'm saying? And she doing husband. <laughs> My point is. You know, it's offensive. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you should just be happy. Usually people just, well, I like to think most people be happy, but some people ain't trying to see their stuff on, on, you know, like not on you. You know? Maybe Victoria's Secret wouldn't want to see her stuff. On, and maybe Lane Bryant wouldn't want to see her stuff on no, on no toothpick bitch. I don't know. But that's like, what it's all ignorant at the end of the day. <clears throat> so I don't know. But like I was trying to say... And I keep getting off track. You don't need brands uh, or or labels outside of your clothes to particularly be fashion forward. I'm sure women know that trick. Men probably, they try, you know, men a little bit, it's a little harder for them. They like to be a little bit more, they, they try to put a little bit more labels on them on the outside to make it more obvious. Um, usually I try to take more care of my footwear, but not too much because my collection is pretty decent and stuff like that, but I like a quality shoe, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know that I'm going by the brand so much as I'm going by the, but um, in a situation where it's Gucci or it's Prada, which a lot of people like, a lot of brands, you know, um, don't stand for that. Don't stand for no Sambo charm on it. You could just boycott the bag. But never forget that they did that. And I, think, and I think that's the problem with society today. A lot of the things that we care about, we only care about it because it's trending. Don't just care about it today because it's being talked about it today. Like, stand for something, meaning like you're going to stand for it, that that's the opinion that in your position that you're going to take from here on out concerning the matter every time that it's brought up. You know what I mean? Like, I stopped 
you know, drinking so-and-so because I found out that, you know, they um, <clears throat> fund, I don't know, the killing of babies in Africa. It doesn't matter what the thing is, but, you know, you you got to stand up for something. So as far as Prada and Gucci's, Gucci is concerned, I was laying in my budget these days. So <laughs> there's nothing to boycott. <laughs> but... <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger have not really made anything that I'm jacking these days, although I did love the fragrance Tommy Girl, you know, and um, you, after that, you just kind of pay attention. And Michael Kors, of course, he still makes a lot of stuff that's still in the budget that a lot of people could shop in. So I haven't purchased a Michael Kors bag since 2013. But it's still good and it's still here. But, you know, since I found out about it, I haven't. It will lie in future. I don't know because there's a lot of bags you could get from a lot of different. A lot of people make bags, honey. That's what that's the thing. They don't have to be name branded. They could be branded, too, by somebody else you just haven't heard nothing crazy yet from. Support them, you know. But don't support nothing that tears you down or talks about you as a people. Shoot. As a matter of fact, they could deny all allegations. But as far as I'm concerned... It's not a good look, and so just to be on the safe side, I will take my money over here. And uh, that's all I wanted to say, so all right, good for you, Uncle Spike. Um, don't let situations just be something you care about just because it's trending, you know what I'm saying? Try to care about things, not just because on your timeline or someone's bringing it up, but because it's really something that you truly feel, you know, you, I don't know, want to see a change on. On that note, I'll see you next time here on Chapel's Comatone.